Hi, this is David McNeil at daddyocast.com. Today I'd like to tell you a story from the New Testament. It's a story about Paul, the apostle, on his second missionary travel, and uh, Paul and Silas and his companions. Paul had been sent uh, earlier from Antioch, a church in north of Israel, uh, he had been sent by the church to proclaim the gospel to the Gentiles. And he'd been quite successful. Now, on this, this second journey, Paul takes with him Silas, and he goes through and visits, uh, goes through Asia Minor, which we call Turkey now, and visits the churches that he had established uh, on his first journey. And uh, he gets to the western border of Asia Minor, and has a dream. And in this dream, a man invites him to come across, come across the waters to Europe, to Macedonia, and uh, to help them. And Paul is not uh, disobedient to the vision. He crosses over and comes into Macedonia. And we find him now in Europe, in Macedonia. Eventually, he will make it into Greece, and he is uh, traveling with Silas and also with Luke and Timothy, a young man whom they picked up as a convert in Lystra. So these, these four, perhaps others, were tra- are traveling in Europe, and they, they land and make uh, a stop at Philippi, which is the chief city of that part of Macedonia, and probably named for the great King Philip, who's the father of Alexander the Great, who conquered most, almost all of the known world at the time, some 300 and some odd years before Christ. Now this uh, t- town, the city of Philippi, had been established as a Roman colony so that the citizens of this town were Roman citizens had special uh, rights. They were a special class. Perhaps they were retired soldiers, a lot of them. Uh, but they had, a, they had a special standing and had special responsibilities, too. But uh, in Philippi, or near Philippi, Paul and his uh, companions stopped at the river to begin talking to people. And uh, it seems that there were people gathered as uh, people do gather at sources of water, right? And uh, they talked to the people, and they met this woman, Lydia, and she uh, had was uh, described in the Bible as a worshiper of God. Uh, she sold purple, purple cloth, purple dyed cloth. She was a worshiper of God, probably went to the synagogue and sat um, outside in the, at, at the back of the crowd, to participate where the Gentiles and the women sat on a Saturday, on a Sabbath. But it says, the Bible says that God opened her heart to what Paul had to say, and she became a believer in Jesus. And she and all her household believed and were baptized there in the river. And they invited Paul and his companions to come stay with them. And they did. And this was in perhaps the suburb of Thyatira. so now when, after Paul had made these converts, he and his companions began to uh, meet people in the city of Philippi and to talk to them 
about the gospel, to share with them the good news of Jesus Christ, the Messiah to the Jews, but also the Savior of the whole world, the Savior of all who would believe in him and have through him and through his sacrifice and resurrection everlasting life. And he told these, he told these truths to people. They talked to people out in the, in the marketplace and so on. But as they were doing this, there was a young girl that was following them around, perhaps a teenager, even younger, who was possessed by a demon. And she was hollering at them, uh, saying, uh, what was she saying? The, these men, she'd say, these men are the servants of the Most High, high God, which show us to the way of salvation. These men are the servants of the Most High God, who show us the way of salvation. And she hollered this and hollered this. Her job was to tell fortunes and to uh, reveal secrets to people through the power of Satan. And she had handlers like pimps that would uh, sell her services to, to people. And when uh, she uh, came and hollered at Paul, uh, he got so disturbed after a while, he turned around and realized that this demon had to be called forth. So he commanded and talked to the demon and said to him, uh, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. Talked to the demon and told her, told him to come out of her. And she came out right away. The demon came out of the girl right away at the command of Paul. Well, when her masters, her bosses, her salesmen saw that the hope of their profits were gone because the girl now was in her right mind, they were angry at Paul and Silas, and they grabbed hold of them right there and drugged them into the center of town and drugged them before the magistrates and the, the, you know, the chief of police, the councilmen, and so on. And they accused them of troubling the city troubling the city. They're Jews who say strange things and trouble the city. And we as Romans, they say, we as Romans, we can't accept these things. Of course, they worshiped uh, Caesar and they had certain uh, common, uh, what we call um, political idolatry, actually, and certain gods they worshiped at certain times. And they, they had uh, regular cu customs of their own. And they said, these Jews are troubling us with customs that we cannot accept. And the crowd got so incensed at that a multitude, they rioted, grabbed hold of Paul and Silas. Paul and Silas had no opportunity to give any defense of themselves. The magistrates uh, commanded that they strip the clothes off of them and beat them there, probably with rods. Beat them so that the blood ran. We'll see that later beat them and threw them into prison and told the jailer to be careful to keep them. They would attend to them later. Well, here's Paul and Silas deep in jail, put down in the deepest part of the jail, it says, the dungeon, we would call it, dark, cold, dirty, full of rats, whatever. And their, their feet were bound with stocks, in stocks, these kind of wooden clamps that... Uh, kept them from being able to walk about or stand up. So they were sitting or lying back in this very cold and dis dis disturbing place. Uh, it was not a comfortable place for their flesh, for their bodies. 
And it was, I'm, I'm sure it was a challenge to their spirits as well to be so treated uh, without any opportunity to defend themselves, having done no th- nothing wrong, but like Christ, suffering, suffering as innocent people, suffering. And but that cha- in the face of that challenge, what did they do? Complain? Nope. They prayed. They prayed. And then it says at midnight, they actually sang hymns of praise to God. There in that dark, cold prison, Oh, God, you are my God, and I will ever praise you. Singing old hymns and maybe new choruses that they knew that from the church at Antioch. And uh, all the prisoners were listening to them. And God was listening to them. And he answered them with a great earthquake. And the place shook. And... Uh, even the jailer was uh, woken up. But when the place shook, all the prisoners' chains were loosed. All their terrible iron bracelets came off, and the stocks were loosed, and Paul and Silas could stand up. And the, the, the jailer, uh, convinced that once ever he saw that the doors were had been sprung open also, he was convinced that they had all scampered away and he he came in and he got a sword and was going to kill himself because he knew that he was going to be uh, tried and perhaps tortured for letting these men go and uh, Paul saw that he was in danger and he cried out don't hurt yourself Mr. Chaler don't hurt yourself we're all here we're all safe and the jailer came in and threw himself at the feet of Paul and Silas. And he, he, uh, he asked them uh, with these famous words here. Uh, he, he, no, he says, he, they fell down, he fell down before Paul and Silas and brought them out of the jail and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And Paul, Paul and Silas said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved, and thy house. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. And they spoke to him the word of the Lord. They explained the gospel to him, and they explained it to everyone who was in the house. By this time, they were taken into the jailer's house, and uh, they all believed uh, and uh, he was so happy, he, uh, the jailer was so happy, he took them and, uh, at night down to the river and washed their stripes. But not only did he wash them and uh, minister to them, he and all his household were baptized there in the river. And uh, we know it was uh, by the river because it says, and when he had brought them back into his house, He set food before them and rejoiced, believing in God with all his house. What a wonderful evening. How deep and dark the hole had been that his heart was in, that he was going to kill himself. And now he's rejoicing with everlasting life before him, the power of God within him, uh, the same spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead, living within him and his family, all believing, so happy. Well, When it became day, the magistrates that had sent uh, Paul and Silas to jail uh, 
they sent their sergeants down uh, to, to the jailer to tell him, uh, let the men go. And the keeper of the prison <clears throat> took this message to Paul. And he told him, the magistrates have let you go. Go ahead and leave and go in peace. He was happy for them. But Paul said unto them, they have beaten us openly, uncondemned, being Romans, and have cast us into prison. Now, Paul was a Roman citizen, perhaps also Silas. And they had had no trial, no uh, what we call... Uh, the, the due process. They'd had no due process. They had not gone through uh, the steps that it takes to condemn someone to be beaten or thrown in jail. And Paul was incensed. He was he had uh, he was angry, and he sent and he and so his his idea was uh, that they should they should come down and uh, apologize and take, him, take them out himself. He says, now do they thrust us out in private now that they've done this? No, no. He says, nay, verily, no, no way. But let them come down themselves and fetch us out. And the sergeants went back in, uh, to the magistrates and told these words to them. And the magistrates were afraid because they heard that they were Roman citizens and they had done wrong. They had done wrong by them. And so they did come down and talked gently to them. He says they besought them. They talked gently to them and probably apologized, brought them out of jail, brought them to the edge of town and asked them kindly to depart out of the city. And when Paul and Silas went out of, the, out of the prison, they went back to the house where Lydia and her family lived, and they had a glad time telling them all of the wonderful miracles that had happened that night and how the man and his family had been saved and baptized. And now a church was forming, and Lydia and her family and the jailer and her, his family were going to be fellowshipping in the gospel as a church there at Philippi. What a wonderful miracle that God wrought when we find ourselves in a dark hole. And many of us, almost, I'm sure every one of us has been in a place of despair, especially when we've been accused and found guilty for things that we didn't do and punished because we were innocent and had no hope of getting out of a, a bad scrape in a jam. And when we're like that, could we be like Paul and Silas? Could we turn to God and pray? And could we give to God our sincere praise and thanksgiving for having the life of Jesus Christ in us? Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise him all creatures here below. Praise him above ye heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen.